Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Well, thanks for asking me to speak. Um, I'm surprised that um, I was asked to speak for 20 minutes, so I'm not, you know, we'll see how long I can, I can go. My name is Catherine. I'm a compulsive eater. Um, and I am, have been in uh, coming to meetings. I'm not sure of how much of the 10th tradition, I mean, how much I share of my own story, but um, I'll just say a little bit just to qualify. I came in um, about probably about 30 years ago, but I was in a therapy group and somebody had said something about, you talk a lot about food. Maybe you should, you should check out OA. And that's how I found, even found out about it. Um, but I, food has been an issue since I was a young kid. I feel like I was just, I was given food to um, suppress my uh, exuberance and uh, my mom didn't have a whole lot of social skills. So she used, she just stuck candy in my mouth a lot. And that, that usually kept me quiet, but it, it led me into a path of going to any lengths to get um, sweets and food. And I'd steal money. I'd steal, I later stole cars to get to food. I would break into people's houses because I just needed to get money so I could buy stuff at the 7-Eleven. So it was like the story of my life up until my 20s when I found OA. Um, so anyway, so Tradition 10, it's, um, you know, it's, this whole program is about carrying the message to people who still suffer. I mean, we, the people that are here have found us and you have found OA and uh, it has given me um, a place to come and to like reflect mainly on what, um, you know, how to recover from my compulsive eating problems where food was just part of what I did every day. And it's something, I mean, everybody eats every day usually, but um, it was just something that just, I kept, I was obsessing about it. It was all I thought about. It was felt like that was my reason for living. And that was my entertainment and food was my best friend. And I came to these meetings because I wanted to find out how you do this without having the focus on food. And like I said, it wasn't until my twenties that I realized that it was really a problem and there was another way of being because it was kind of the way it was with my family that food was very important um, and desserts and sweets and all that kind of stuff. So in tradition 10, which I now have to remember how it goes again, <clears throat> is um, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence the OA name of never be drawn into public controversy. And the spiritual principle of this tradition is neutrality, which is just, uh, I've never seen that before. This, this edition of the 12 steps and 12 traditions is, um, is fairly new. And I think that's a new element of it where they actually add a spiritual principle with the tradition. Neutrality keeps us from um, incorporating other philosophies or ideas or even other 12-step programs into our recovery program. And we are based on the 12 steps and we follow that. And having um, people take a stand on, uh, you know, other diet programs even, or even other 12-step programs, because people have opinions about everything. And if you bring that in and it kind of clouds the whole message. So because we have a broad spectrum of attendees, people who are conservative and liberal and non and the astral travelers or whatever it doesn't matter because we are here to recover from compulsive eating and the message is very is very um is not diluted when we can stay on that topic 
there's lots of things we talk about. I hear people talk about going into therapy or being in a certain religion or their particular person that, or that they follow a guru or, a, you know, a higher power name or something that all doesn't matter in a way we are here to recover and we find our own higher power. And if someone makes it seem like, Oh, like I talked about sugar. I mean, some people don't have a problem with sugar. That isn't part of their program. And there is no rules in a way that you can't have sugar or you can't have certain foods. Um, that's just what works for each person. And that's something we work out individually with our sponsors and with our higher power, of course. So, um, so uh, espousing, you know, whatever we say, people think a newcomer might think, well, this is, this is the way OA thinks. And that's the whole purpose of this tradition is to keep neutral on any outside issues. And that even means food plans or, you know, plans of action or, um, you know, exercise or anything. It's all part of what we decide on our own with our sponsors and our higher powers, what what's work, works for us and what's healthy for us. Um, and so some people think, well, I can't talk about, you know, a book I've read, you know, it's like, you know, you can, um, people can talk about that, but we want to need, need to make sure that we're not saying that this is the way that you have to think, or this is the book you have to read. It just, it just dilutes the message because Overeaters Anonymous has literature that they've carefully curated and it's been vetted through many, many different people and different levels of, you know, kind of uh, understanding and have tried to make the literature as clean and as, you know, uh, as, as a direct message as possible. So we try not to bring other outside um, literature that isn't OA approved, just to keep it clean, just to keep it simple. And then uh, we don't support or oppose outside issues. So if some, you know, there's all sorts of political stuff going on. If one of us started espousing one, you know, one party or another, somebody was gonna get, is gonna get offended. And it's gonna take us off the focus of, of eating and how we, how we live our lives without compulsively eating. We don't uh, ridicule other diet programs. I mean, some diet programs seem made totally crazy, but some are, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's like whatever works for people and people come with whatever experience they have. And we, we open our arms to any newcomer who wants to recover and to, to work the 12 steps to find that recovery. Uh, we try to keep it positive. So even if it's, um, you know, like I said, if some people ridicule some plants or some ways of eating, you know, high protein, low protein, high sugar, low sugar, high carb, low carb, it doesn't really matter. And if we just not, we don't talk about it, um, then we can just um, keep it in the positive and keep it what, what does work, which is really for me and what I've learned over the years is focusing on being in touch with my higher powers will for me. And even, um, yeah, so, um, and that for me is I find by you know coming to meetings, writing, talking to my sponsor, working the steps, and I, I can help it helps me discern what's right for me. Um, OA is a sacred place to focus on a recovery in OA and that's why we try to keep things neutral. Um, let's see. Um, and then it enables us to concentrate on our message. I mean, I'm in another 12-step program, and sometimes it, that comes up in this, in this, in this, in meetings or in my shares. But it's for me, my my core addiction is food. That is what I've always done to take care of myself. I mean, that's what I, what I was raised to do. And so, 
um, excess food or thinking about food or what I look like or how I ate or what I didn't eat um, has just been uh, a problem for me. And so if I focus on that, it, I, I can help myself and other people really um, deal with that particular issue. Um, let's see. And, um, and we concentrate on, um, on recovery from unhealthy eating, whatever is unhealthy for us. And we practice living in the solution and not in the conflict. And that's why, um, why we, um, let's see, why we, you know, try not to bring in outside issues. So um, tradition 10 is, I, I guess, you know, the, the, I guess the idea of neutrality is, seems like a revolutionary concept. When I'm with other people and there's a discussion about somebody or other, um, can I just stay inside my own, um, my own thoughts, my own kind of feelings and kind of focus in on what, you know, what is it my higher power wants me to do? What is it that I feel drawn to do? What do I feel, um, you know, if someone's saying something derisive about somebody else, um, for me to stay neutral, I mean, maybe that's not a good idea. I don't know, but, um, but that I don't need to, um, enter into the controversy is that I can show up and, and maybe even say, I don't want to be part of that conversation. You know, even gossip feels like, um, you know, just, it's just taught me in my outside life is what I'm trying to say that um, working on this principle of neutrality that I have been able to um, be with other people and carry the message of recovery that I've been able to experience to people that don't necessarily um, follow the same path I follow, but that they, but they have an issue with food and weight and in eating. And so I feel like I've been able to be a better channel for the message of working the 12 steps as a way to recover because I've been able to be neutral and not, um, and not, um, believe that there's one right way to think or feel or recover or act or eat or anything. So it's been an interesting, an interesting ride. Um, let's see in the, when I first, uh, came to OA, I remember one of the first things that appealed to me was the fact that, that they didn't ask for money. And I know this is a seventh tradition thing because we ask for, yeah, the, we are self-supporting declining outside contributions. But for me, it made me feel like I could trust the people in the group. I felt like by showing up and no one was, you know, charging me to come. What is that? I can't see. 10 minutes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> because no one was charging me to come. I felt like I wasn't, I didn't have to sign up or join or pay a fee. I felt like I could trust people here. And it feels like this tradition also enables me to feel like this is a safe place. I can, I can share my recovery. I can share my experience of strength and hope without feeling like I have to believe something that I don't believe, or I have to eat a certain way. When I was first, when I was first came into program and after a while I got pregnant, um, I was married and had, was getting, having a child anyway. So I, I didn't know what to eat. And someone said, well, you have to eat, if you're pregnant, this is what you have to eat. And it wasn't in a necessarily in a meeting, but it was a one-on-one -on -one, uh, discussion. And I just felt like, I can't eat like that. That's not what works for me. 
um, just because I had learned that, you know, I had a plan that worked for me and that somehow it didn't involve a lot of measuring. And so this person was saying, I have to measure this and I have to eat these certain things. And I just thought, oh, I guess always not for me. So I, I exited the program. I think I stopped coming during my first, that first pregnancy for most of that time um, until I had my child and then I came back. I mean, think, so many things were happening with my body when I got pregnant and food just changed completely for me because I, there was this certain compulsion that wasn't, it was more physiological than psychological, which it felt like it had been before. So I felt like I was just at sea. And so during those times, I was, um, you know, I was not happy. I was not coming to meetings and that was the only time I really left program. But um, after I came back, I, um, you know, I dove back into program and um, and then after a couple of years, I had another child. And that time I learned that I needed to stay in there because I gained 60 pounds with that pregnancy. And it just felt like I was on a free for all that first one. And so when I came back for the second one, I stayed and I um, talked to people and I, um, you know, I figured out what my plan would be while I was pregnant and worked that out with my sponsor and um, my higher power. And so that's what I did when I was, um, during the second time, I just learned, just don't go away, just keep coming back. And um, that one person saying that one thing about food drove me out. And, you know, I had been in program probably a year or two by then. So it wasn't like I would have been in program a long time, but it was enough to kind of send me away thinking, oh, in OA, I have to eat a certain way. And that, that isn't the case. Um, there, uh, I've had sponsors who've, uh, or sponsees who've eaten things that I don't eat or, um, you know, acted in ways around food that I don't act or I don't necessarily think is a good idea, but there is no, you can't really disqualify yourself from, from Overeaters Anonymous. The only desire is a desire to stop compulsively eating, however that looks for you, whether it's under eating or overeating or, you know, back and forth, back and forth. So. Um, the traditions are really important components of this program and they help me to, um, like I'd said earlier, uh, help me to maintain my own um, uh, way of being in the world. I feel like I've learned so much about living in the world, uh, practicing these principles in all my affairs. I've become, uh, you know, I just feel like I'm happy. I have a happy family. My kids talk to me. Uh, they want to spend time with us and uh, um, I just feel like because of OA and because I've been able to keep coming back, I've been able to um, be reminded again and again of principles that I might maybe take for granted and like neutrality or um, perseverance or whatever it is and, and to be able to keep coming back and to use these, um, the tools and the, and the fellowship to continue to recover from, from compulsive eating. Um, so I feel like I'm winding down and it's not 20 minutes and that might just be what I have. So I think I'll stop and let, let you all share. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say.